and I am still Living in your presence Taken by your majesty You came Set aside your crown I'm humbled as I worship you Your love Rages like a mighty waterfall Your grace Covers all and brings me Welcome everybody to the Shedding Light Podcast. I am your guest host today, Dave the Wave, up in here. Um, I'm interviewing Kieran uh, Gira or Gira. How do you, how do you it say your... It is Gira. Is it, it is Gira? Gira? Yes, okay. but I've, I've, I've given up trying to correct people on it because I'm aware there's a lot going on in such a yeah. small surname. Well, you could almost be related to Richard Gear if I you went be. by that surname. Yeah, that it would... Probably be good for me to do that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's what's just Yeah, it sounds like an el- a very long cough. Yeah, if you, if you don't it say does. it well, very yeah. long, raspy cough. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody. It's great to uh, be doing this with uh, Q today. As as I've said, now I am the guest host. Obviously, uh, Q found it logistically uh, troubling to try and interview himself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he could no one do wants it. to listen to a monologue yes. of me just talking to myself. <laughs> he could do it. But, yes. you know, essentially, it's more fun this way. Also, I get to have a little bit of fun as well. So, um, thanks for tuning in and uh, listening to stuff. As you know, we're going through this uh, series of songwriters yeah. and the songs that they have written yeah. that we are singing in church uh, for our worship sets. And um, yeah, and it's just been a really great journey to um, hear where the different songwriters have come from, what songs they've written, the the stuff behind their songs. And I think that the song that we're going to be zeroing in on is uh, Forever Rain. Yep. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah. With the story. 
cool. about so, Forever Rain and where it, where it began. Yeah, so um, Forever Rain, um, it was written in the year something. I wish I could remember. <laughs> I wish I'd come prepared for when this was written. But um, <laughs> essentially when we went on that songwriter's retreat. So, um, you know, you guys will have um, heard it referenced. Um, I think Andrew Cape referenced it right. when, when we chatted to him. It was the one up there in uh, Lovemore. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Hum- um, Humble, Humble Ways. Ways. Yeah. That was called, yeah. Yeah. So we went as um, some members of the, I think it was w- the worship community, as I can't remember. But we went we went up um, to Humble Ways just for a songwriter's retreat. And it was just, I think, two days of songwriting um, and just going through that stuff. Uh, and at the end of the weekend, um, uh, and we were asked to come with, anything that we'd already written. So any mm. kind of words or anything. And I think I had a basic, um, kind of a basic format for Forever Rain. Right. So I think I had chorus and a verse or something. So my hope was that it would just kind of come together on the weekend, which it did. Um, and the one afternoon, we we kind of went off our own separate ways and just uh, we were told to just write whatever came to mind and the bridge came to me. Um, I was sitting in a bush and the, and the bridge came to me. <laughs> I was <laughs> so, going to say, were you, were you out in the, yes, in so the I was, I was grand outdoors? I was overlooking God's marvelous creation, <laughs> sitting in a bush, getting rather itchy um, and, right. the bridge, and the bridge came to me. Um, so I, I was able to, to kind of leave that weekend with a completed song which I was okay. really stoked about. So you actually finished it on the retreat? Yeah, I finished it on the retreat. There were some things here and there. Um, so like know, polishing. Just, yeah, just basic things like yeah. coming up with an intro or something. Right. But in terms of lyrics and the melody, it was 99% complete. Um, and it just took some fine-tuning here and there, and then we released it at church. Right. Um, yeah, and that's basically... That's basically it, mm. you know. Um, yeah, and I, I, I was just, I think the thing that made me stoked about it was that I'd said for years, um, I, I, I just said for years that I would never write a song. Mm. I would never write a song. Um, that I played music, I played other people's music and that was fine. But writing my own lyrics yeah. was just not a thing. Uh, yeah. And then God just planted these words in um, and it all kind of came together perfectly. Okay. Which I was super stoked about. Yeah. Why? Why did you always say that? I that don't you'd know. Never write I a really, song? I really wish I, I knew. Um, I think it was. Um, I think it was just that that acknowledgement that if I write music, people are going to have to listen to it. Okay. At some point, and if someone listens to it and they don't like it or they right. criticize it, then they're criticizing my own stuff and I didn't like that. Yeah, you didn't you like know? the idea of yeah. putting yourself out there as it were. Yeah. Know, in terms yeah, of your and, song. Yeah, and as soon as you are a songwriter of any kind, if you've mm. written one song, there's there's all of a sudden this expectation that you put on yourself that, oh, this is what I do now. You know, if yeah. I've written one, I should yeah. be able to write it. Yeah, few. there needs to be an entire volume of songs yes. rolling yeah, off. I've of written it, yeah. one song, album <laughs> yeah. next week. Yeah, but <laughs> so, no, absolutely. So it was this weird expectation I put on myself in this, and at that stage when I would tell myself that I'm I'm not a songwriter, I'm not a songwriter. Um, I just I hated the idea of of people criticizing my stuff. Right. I hated that yeah, idea yeah. of you know, these are my words, these mm-hmm. are close to me and you're going to have something bad to say about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I hated that idea. Right. Yeah. So Forever Rain then, it's not your first song, is it? Or is it your first song? No, okay. So it is my first, um, because again, you know, if I, I, I constantly said that I, I wouldn't write a song, so I kind of killed that in my mind as well. Right. So it was never even, I never even attempted because I was just telling myself so often, you'll never write a song, you'll never write a song. <laughs> so... Forever Rain is my first Christian song. Right. I've only ever written one other song. I was 10 years old. Okay. Um, what was it called? It was called, <laughs> it was called Tonight. Tonight. It was called Tonight. Okay. Um, and it was... Um, reggae. No, it was certainly <laughs> not reggae. Do you know the song The Rose? Some Rose. say love, yes, it is yes. river. So the, okay, verse, yeah. the verse was a direct copy of that <laughs> okay. it was the the melody it was my right. own words okay but direct copy it was just a shameful That's copy Midler, there was isn't no it? i think so it, the rose i think so yes is that bet midler i think or? it i think so 
Barbara Streisand's definitely a woman who sings yes. that song. So it's uh, a nice song. It's it a is. A, song. It is a very nice yeah. song. Um, my my <laughs> my mother, um, my mother and father used to sing it at weddings, um, oh, but okay. they but they <laughs> they had an awful track record of singing it at weddings. <laughs> that those weddings ended up, those marriages ended up not really working. Oh, no. <laughs> So that is so, an awful track record. It's an awful track record. So but this the, the verse of the song was just a direct shameful copy of that melody. Um okay. and then the chorus was something along the lines of um so I'd called this there was this girl that I liked and yeah. I'd called this girl at her at her house and some right. other guy answered. Oh no. And and so it was That is um, shocking. I, it was something like <laughs> then I called you and he answered, I thought I'd lost you tonight. Okay. Um, That's where the tonight comes in. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. And I wrote that when I was like 10, man. I was yeah. going through like the deepest emotional wow. stuff. Yeah. E- early teenage years almost. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I was just, I don't know what was going on inside my heart, inside my mind. Yeah. But I was dealing with some proper turmoil, clearly. Yeah. Well, that's actually quite interesting. I think you've brought up an interesting point now because, in a way, songwriting is that. Um, it's a way to deal with life situations or yeah. it's a way to deal with some of your um, stuff that's going on in your life. Like in terms of worship music, it's it's just a way to express what's deep down in your heart. You know, if you can't really do it in words or some people like to dance. Um, I know mm. Evie... Um, he had Lata. She likes to she likes to draw and paint yeah. and, and be you know same with your wife Kelly. Mm. Be artistic in their expression when they when they're worshiping God and obviously for a musician you know um, to sing songs is great. But there there comes a time when you want to now put your own um, heart and soul yeah, into absolutely. the words and the lyrics. And and you you mentioned now you were ten you know and. <laughs> But, you know, going through that whole thing, it's like, I think that's possibly, I mean, you can comment on this, but I'll introduce this uh, idea that that's possibly what makes it a little bit more difficult as an adult. Because uh, it's been my experience that as you age, you tend to, you get hurt more in life as stuff happens, you know, just normal life, and you become more and more emotionally guarded. And now to write a song uh, at that level, uh, mm. It just seems harder. Um, yeah. I know I used to write a lot of songs when I was 19 and that, and it got gradually harder <laughs> to do. But I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously Forever Rain, you, you were, there was something deep in your heart that you actually wanted to express, and um, which is obviously why you started writing the song. Yeah. So, you know, when I was 10 and wrote that and wrote Tonight, you know, I don't know what was going on in my life then, but... <laughs> But, but you know, on a on a more serious note, with um, writing "Forever Rain" and one other song that um, is just a, it's a personal song. It won't it won't be sung in church. Mm-hmm. It's not for that purpose. Yeah. Um, but the words go along the lines of um, you know, um, I want to know you more. Come and take hold of me, um, mm. because again, that song, a personal song, just out of a, a space that I felt like. Um, just rushing through life, um, and I just I felt like we all at some point or another need God to just take a hold of us and just like stop us in our tracks and go just be for yeah. a second, just like stop what you're doing right. and just be for a second. Right. Um. But with with forever rain, I think I I, I had one purpose be, be, be behind writing forever rain, and that was just to magnify who he is Mm. that was it i didn't want um i didn't want the song to include any kind of my feelings or um my Mm. my thought process or anything i just wanted it and that's why i guess the chorus is just holy holy you know yeah um yes you just wanted to extol him (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's just like holy, holy God Almighty, yeah. um, you know, Christ the sacrifice. Just, just, yeah, extol Him, exalt Him, um, lift His name up, yeah, simply and and, and remove honestly. yourself and your own emotions from the situation in the yeah. song, just to be like in awe, yeah, worship, yeah, yeah. And and for me, the verse 
the verse captures my heart in worship, which is just, I'm, I'm still, and I know that you can interpret the verse either to say, I'm still living in your presence, like I haven't stopped living in your presence. Yeah, it's, that's not what you is, meant. No, there. it's yeah. I'm still, like I'm mm. still Like be still and know I am God. Yeah, so yeah, I'm still living in your presence, mm. taken by your majesty. That's yeah. my heart for worship, is that we would just be at peace, be still, taken by his majesty. Yeah. I think that that ought to be our heart in worship, mm. you know, to remove ourselves from the equation. Right. Um, and I know that that's a whole nother conversation on its own. Yeah. But yeah, for me, that, that just, that just kind of explains my heart for worship. You know, I'm still, I'm at peace living in his presence, taken by his majesty. Yeah. Um, and just in awe of him. Yeah. yeah. And tell me when, when you were writing the song, did you have the, the melody in your head, the chords um, and no words? Or did you have the words and then you felt you needed to put some music to the words? So I, I had, I think it came with verse first. I think okay. verse came first. Right. Uh, I, in fact, probably pre-chorus that um, your love rages like a mighty waterfall. Yeah. Um I think that kind of came first. But again, just playing playing in my room. So mm. yeah, probably music first came right. there. Just playing in my room, um got this melody in my head and then just started to put words in, but then that that those words just came, you know, your love rages like a mighty waterfall. And I just yeah. played around with that. Right. Okay. Um and yeah, to to me Forever Rain is is an example of what I hope my songwriting journey will be, which is, which is, I wasn't sitting down and trying to figure out words. Mm. They were just coming. Yeah. It was just flowing naturally. Yeah. It was just flowing naturally. Um, and I guess that's what I hope it will always be like, you know, I never want to get to a place where I feel like I'm having to sit down and just write words for the sake of, I need to get words mm. out on a page, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting. You said, um, that line, your love rages like a mighty waterfall that I would say is, um, like one of the hook lines in the song, sure. you know, because it's got uh, there's like a natural uh, rhythm mm. to the way that you say the words, and obviously the way that you wrote it, your love rages like a mighty waterfall, mm. and even the words fall as a waterfalls, yeah. you know, and the, like a very poetic, very artistic kind of thing. Yeah. And I find uh, for myself in in songwriting, and that's in the past, it's it's also been where you've got one line that kind of. Sure gets going and it's the seed you know what i mean and that's what's what's actually singing uh in your heart Mm. and then the rest of the stuff kind of like fills out from that you know what i mean yeah it's interesting that you mentioned it because when i at the songwriters um retreat um i think it was the final day we just we came with the songs that we'd come up with right we just played it for everyone and um that I can't remember who said it, but they also latched onto just that line. Right, They're like, the okay. song's great, but that line alone is just awesome. Okay. So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that yeah. that that line's kind of the the hook. Yeah. Or the, the yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, because you're always relying on something like that, you know. And even I guess you 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 kind of look forward to as a songwriter. Um, Singing that line, yes. you know that yeah. one line, or because yeah. that's the special line. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's a special line. Like, yeah, f- to quote the Lego Movie, the special, the special. Line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's like the line that that probably I don't know just has the most significance uh, for mm. for the writer. Yeah. Um, and then also just like specifically in this song, just the truth. You know, mm. you you're singing about the love of God. You sing about yeah. how great God is and how great His love is. Obviously, you know. Um, to put some kind of emotive force behind it, like it rages like a like a mighty waterfall, you know. And I think that's for me at least anyway, listening to it. Sure. It's it's nice to have those poetic uh lines in songs. Because yeah. you you know, you don't want to have a song written like a comprehension test. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where it's just yeah, no, like exactly. you know, your love is by far the most loving yes, love, it, of the loving love of all loves. Loving love of all loves. In the universe, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, yeah, it's uh, got it to becomes poetry impossible and, yeah. to quantify how love the loveliness of your love <laughs> exactly, yes, yeah. yeah. And so, poetry is actually so important, hey, yeah, um, in, in the whole process, and, and yeah, probably it, what makes it 
a bit scary actually for songwriters. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, last week's um, last week's episode with um, Charlie, Caleb, and Senor, yeah. I raised this issue with Charlie because Charlie mentioned just how difficult he found writing Christian music compared right. to writing right. secular music, um, and and it's very simple. The reason behind it is because in secular music you don't have to worry about your theology. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, when you're true. writing Christian music, you've got to get your <laughs> theology right. You can't just sing about any old stuff. Yeah. Um, or you could throw that all out the window and do something that's going to be really controversial, yes. like uh, some recent songs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <In> recent years. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, yeah. we got talking about the, the balance between mm. um, poetry and theology in mm-hmm. worship songs because. You you will get. Let's use an example. Yeah. Um, you'll get the kind of theologically rich songs. Mm-hmm. I think of things like. Um, uh, no. Why, no. Can, why can I not think of a theologically rich worship well, song? Well, I'll use Man. a really old one. Yes. Which is um, that one about <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hymn. It's a hymn, man. Oh, you know that one I'm talking about? What? Christ alone. Yes, in Christ, in Christ alone. alone. There we go. Thank you. Found. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, there. That's packed with theological yeah. truth. Packed with theological yeah. truth. But uh, probably on the face of it, you'd argue not the most poetic of, right. of all songs. But then you look at a song like Reckless Love. Right. Super poetic. Yeah, yeah. But has ruffled some feathers. Yeah. You know? And with some John Mark Macmillan stuff like. Yeah. Like. Um, your love, uh, what's that? A sloppy wet kiss. Yes, yeah. He's got that sloppy wet kiss in the. Lo- yes. In the, um, yeah. yeah, which, which, <laughs> yeah. Heaven I mean, meets earth like a sloppy, like a wet, sloppy kiss. wet kiss. Like a sloppy wet kiss, you yeah. know. Poetry as can be, but has certainly ruffled some feathers Absolutely. in the theological yeah. world. So, yeah. yeah and we do get hung up by words sometimes. Yeah, we though, do. Yeah. But I also think it's important because, especially if you're writing a song, um, I mean, okay, if I'm writing a song for, for me, and this is just me and a love song to God. Mm. This is not going to be heard by anyone. This is not right. for use in church. This is just me and God. Yeah. Then if the if the theology is wrong, who cares? Because mm-hmm. it's for God. Yeah. And more often than not, those songs are just an outpouring of your heart. And oftentimes, um, kind of, be, it's because you're in a tough place theologically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of, questioning things and maybe you as a songwriter you'll put that into a song yeah but if it's a song that's going to be sung in church mm-hmm. a song that's intended to lead people um in worship then there is a responsibility for your theology to not be questionable you know yeah exactly um, but then there is also that part of you as a song as a musician that goes i still want it to be poetic i still want it to be mm-hmm. a pretty sounding song yeah yeah um, exactly but I, what I what I can't agree with ever personally is sacrificing um, theological depth for the sake of poetry, right? In yeah. worship songs, mm. I can't, and I, because yeah. to me that makes no sense. Because we have a secular world full of poetic songs, correct? Yeah, you know. And if you are writing a worship song, it should never be for the for the sake of. Let me try and make the song sound as nice as possible so it can mm-hmm. get into um, the commercial stream. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you've actually you've made me think of something there which I think is quite interesting. And that is there is a responsibility that comes with any kind of gifting. And when when you write a song, you are, whether you like it or not, if that song is going to be sung – by people in a congregation or by any number of churches, then all of a sudden you've become a leader. Sure. You're leading those people uh, because you're captivating their attention, uh, you know, during the time that they're singing that song of yours. And like you said, if, 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 they, if you've written something now that's actually, you know, like not correct, <laughs> yeah. you know, in terms of the truth of it, um, it's it's kind of an interesting discussion this because I've I've had a discussion with some people where yeah but you know is that what they mean you know it's an interpretation um, and like you said with your own lyric you could say you know I'm still like it can mean to you know how do yeah. you interpret that thing you know yeah luckily that's like neither here or 
nor yeah, there in yeah. terms of the grander scheme of things. Yeah, but and and you know, either way of interpreting it, it's still true. Mm. You know, if for you when you sing the song, you're interpreting it as I'm still I'm, waiting, I'm still yeah. in your presence, meaning yeah. I'm I'm yeah. in this continuation of being in your presence. Mm. That's still true, and yes. that's still a good. If that's what you're meaning yeah, exactly. by it, then that's yeah, fine. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with either of those. Yeah. Um, uh, interpretations, but there can be times where people say, "Well, hold on now, yeah. what are you actually saying here?" You yeah. know, and I think that's kind of the interesting thing that maybe, as a songwriter, do you think you're ever aware of the responsibility? Are, are you? Is that ever weighing on you, or are you just in that mindset that you were describing earlier, where you're like, "No, my my theology is going to be correct," but I just was wondering in terms of the responsibility because if you have a look at the old testament and and that you know the psalmists and those who were in the courts they had a responsibility it was yeah. their duty and even you in in your uh, capacity as a pastor here at lighthouse family church um you know running a lot of the music stuff and that and being a worship leader and so it's it is a responsibility yeah. you know yeah it's it's interesting um i don't know if you've ever thought about it um, I definitely think that when I if, if I approach songs now, okay, so with Forever Rain, um, I did not even think about how would things be interpreted when mm. I when I wrote that, um, because in my mind, how can you interpret Holy yeah. Holy in R- any yeah, different way? Yeah. But only after it was written and after we sung it, yeah. Did I think about the that line? I'm still, and I thought, oh, this could probably be sung in a different way, right? But now, when I go into um, if I if I approach a song now, I definitely have in the back of my mind um, this thing of I am writing this for the purpose of being sung in church. I am writing the song for the purpose of leading others in worship. I need to write it with words that. You're not going to be standing there singing it and having a theological debate in your own mind, yeah. you know. Because I think, especially the one thing that I that I, I I really love about certain worship songs is when you can be in church and you're singing them, and you're not having to focus about, um, you know, what does this mean? How could this be interpreted? What's that? But you're just singing, yeah. and it's just there, and and you're in his presence, right. and you're singing to yeah. him. Um, so now, when I think about writing a song, um, I do have in the back of my mind going, someone's going to stand there, sing and sing this. This mm. person could be ten days into their journey with God. This person could be ten years into their journey with God. Mm. Are they still going to both be able to sing this with the same intentionality behind it? Yeah. Um. And and that's that's kind of where, where I'm at at the moment is, is just going, how is this person going to sing the song? What, where is their heart going to be at? What are they, what are they going to, uh, what are they going to be thinking when they sing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of it where I'm at at the okay. moment, you know? All right. Um, I was just thinking as well now, um, something that I know that you've spoken about uh, previously in other uh, podcasts, yeah, and you said, you know, oh, lockdown, don't want to keep rehashing it, <laughs> but I think it's pertinent in, in terms of um, our, everybody's time has now been different, yes, and you've had a lot more time at home, a lot more time with your mm. with your instruments, yeah, you know, a lot more time, presumably, to write some songs. Yes, I know where this is going. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, there is not an album ready yet. No, I've not written as much as I should have. No, yeah. I've not. <laughs> At least an EP, uh, a single, uh, anything. Oh uh, man, ha- has it been? Has it been interesting time for you? Have you? It has. Have you ha- maybe got some new ideas or things? Yeah. You know? So it has. It has been an interesting time. Um, I'd love to say, and and I really do mean this. You know, all jokes aside, I'd love to say that I have this plethora of um, of songs to now bring to the <laughs> church. Um, you know yeah. that, but. Um, it it just it just hasn't it hasn't been the case, and I think um, I probably spent more time in lockdown um, 
not necessarily writing songs, but just thinking what can be done with the songs that are there at the moment. Right. So thinking more in terms of recording and right, yeah. things like that and just the general sound of these songs at the moment. So I probably spent more time thinking about what would Forever Rain sound like, mm-hmm. you know, if I had if I had my perfect way, you know, if I if I had my way, instruments, what, like the perfect instrumentation of what yeah. I'd want, what would it sound like? And yeah. just messing around with things like that in my mind because... I think, you know, it. It's. I acknowledge that God has given me a, a musical gifting, but the I've found avenues now to use that gifting in more than just yeah. uh, stand up and sing, mm-hmm. um, but actually make something of the the right. music that I've written. Right. Um, and that's kind of what's been happening in lockdown. So yeah, less writing songs or getting new material and more just trying to develop the current material and, and get something more out of it than just, this is what it sounds like on my guitar. Right. Yeah. But what would the sound like with more stuff Yeah. with, you know, in, in an ideal world? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you've probably honed your skills a lot. Hey, especially, well, I know, I mean, I'm actually saying this, uh, cause I, I know that you've, You've you've done quite a bit of learning on technical things. Yes. Um, obviously, with all the online productions that have been happening, yeah. there's been a lot to learn. Even this very podcast, you know, oh, yeah, is yeah. probably. Um, I mean, I know it's not like major technological stuff, but in terms yeah. of the editing, uh, finding software uh, to do the editing, yeah. no, I've, and I've you, I, more. I happen to know that you bought, you actually bought a really cool program yes. the other day. Logic, uh, Logic, Logic Pro is yeah. great. It's perfect. And it's, it's great. It's, it's great wonderful. for songwriters. It is. It is wonderful. <laughs> it is a beautiful, beautiful world of possibilities. <laughs> Yeah, and who, who? I'm one step closer to being like Jacob Collier. There we go. I, just I wanted need, you to say the name. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just need the wealth of musical talent now, and I'll be on my way. <laughs> well, you've got a wealth of musical talent, so Thank you, you, you Dave, must I remember that. that. I but appreciate you know, that. there are the Jacob Colliers of the Jacob Colliers of the world. You know, <laughs> yeah. the guys who are who are getting great, who are are passing their grade eight music exam um, when they're. In their sleep. or 14. You in know? their sleep as yes. an infant. <laughs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, but, you know, you, you touch on, on, a, on, a, on a good thing there that what I am grateful for is the time um, that lockdown has allowed me mm. to just learn. Yeah. Um, because I've learned more um, in the last few months than I have in the last four or five years. That's right, you know? yeah. Um, you know, did a music degree, half of that music degree was spent mm-hmm. doing music technology. And I've learned more in the last few months than I have, than I did in that whole two years of, of learning music tech stuff, you know, yeah. yeah, there was theory that I learned there, but in terms of actually practically having to, to do something. And again, it's about rise. It's about, uh, not rising to the occasion. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Oh, whatever but basically um acknowledging that someone has to do this you know mm-hmm. um someone has to edit the music someone has to do this otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do Correct, the recording yeah. that we did yeah. um so i didn't really have much of a choice because yeah. if it wasn't me someone else would have to do it yeah exactly well it's like that um cometh the man cometh the hour kind of yes. thing you know as you you're in the position uh you know definitely in terms of technical know-how uh within within the church aspect sure. you know you you you're an employee you're an employee here and you've probably got the most knowledge there to go ahead and do something mm. about it you know put your hand up you know rugby yeah. players <laughs> like to say i'll put my hand up you yeah, know and <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, you did that, and and also um, the other idiom that I'm thinking of is um, necessity is the mother, the mother of invention. So, sure. like you know, a lot of the stuff has had to happen. Yes. So we've had to come up with ways. Even this podcast is a result of trying to find a way to engage uh, online because yes. they otherwise, you know, all the uh, conventional avenues are, are just not there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so that's that's. I think what has caused me to dive into this more mm. um, was realizing, okay, I'm going to have to learn all this editing, all the all these editing skills for the sake of our church content. Correct. I may yeah. as well focus on the music side as well. Yeah. I may as well think, and this is where, I mean, we joke about Jacob Collier, but the one great thing about guys mm-hmm. like Jacob Collier, Cody Fry's doing it as well, yeah. where they are putting 
um, videos up on YouTube where they're yeah. doing logic breakdowns it's, of their songs. Yes. So I'm watching that and I'm going like, man, yeah, this that's is what awesome. I want to do. This is the kind of stuff I want to create. So, you know, as much as I saw Corey Wong doing something, but but yeah. he had Pro Tools, so yeah, eh, it's you know. like unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm watching all of this going. Oh, you know, I can never do any of this. But you know, so uh, uh, alongside the the songwriting. Um, I am really grateful to God that he's provided the, the avenue for me to mm. also um, just explore the technological side of this as well. Because as soon as you do that, your the horizon just becomes much greater. Yeah. You know, the horizon of possibilities, shall I yes. say, just becomes much greater. That I'm no longer just writing this and just for the sake of, of, of writing it, or at the most, it will be used in church. But I'm yeah. writing this, and others are writing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have a way of tracking this, recording this, mixing it, mastering it, doing what we want to do with it, yeah. getting it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and actually being able to make something tangible from this. You yeah. know, they always talk about um, things growing organically. And I know, like for myself, a preference is that things do do that, especially something that's got a lot of artistic um, influence, sure. because you can't. So force you don't. So you don't. You don't. You don't like the idea of it being manufactured. And, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I definitely and, yeah. don't like that idea. Yeah. You know, if I think about um, all my favorite artists. Um, then I would think that yeah, they definitely don't. Um, at least my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, they're not. Uh, they are original songwriters in mm. their own right. So um, I, I think like even if I think now about there's very few Christian ones, but I'd say John Foreman from oh, Switchfoot, yeah. you know. Um, and I know he signed to a label and that, but he broke off. He did his own stuff, um, which, which I really enjoyed, like kind of yes. more folky. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Spring, Summer, Autumn, Winter, those albums. Yeah. And then um, another guy, now I'm going back. Ew. Like ages, Rich Mullins and oh. and um, Keith Green, yeah. Also, original songwriters um, that didn't have kind of like corporate uh, pressure, yeah. you know. Not to shoot any of the other guys down because there's been some great bands over yeah. the years, but you always are aware of the original songwriters. Their stuff just seems far more. Uh, I don't even want to say raw because not for mm. me. It's better. Yeah, you know yeah, what I well, mean. It's I mean, like less you, you plastic. Say, you say Rich real. Mullins. Yeah. I was listening to some of his stuff um, the other day, actually. Okay. And um, I was just listening to it, thinking to myself, like, man, this would, he would be a publicist nightmare to try oh, yeah. to try and to try and sell <laughs> this music because it's just, I mean, interesting is a word to describe <laughs> it, you know. But then you also listen to it and you think, yeah. This this perfectly captures this must perfectly capture his heart. I mean, yeah. I'd only know that if I had a conversation with him. But yes. it perfectly captures his heart. Yeah, and and you you couldn't think of his music mm-hmm. in a different uh, with a different sound or in a yeah. different way. That's right. Know? Yeah. So you look at it and you go, probably not the most commercially friendly music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. But I couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And you wouldn't want it any other way. And there is something wonderful about that. Yeah. Some, there is something beautiful about that, yeah. So I remember having a chat with you a while back. Um, and I said to you, for me, music has to be this. That's what captivates me about music. Um, and I think what I said to you is, um, uh, it needs to be beautiful. So whatever I see in music, for me to appreciate it, there has to be beauty in the song. If yes. there is, if I don't see that in any way, uh, mm. and and I mean it's a very broad term, I suppose. But so okay, so yeah. when, so when you say beauty, are you meaning there could be beauty lyrically or musically or, or anything? Yeah. But there has it to could be, be the beat. Yeah, um, like a specific thing about the beat. Uh, mm. Like I use um, uh, Toto's Africa. Yes. Right. Great beat. Yeah. Beautiful beat. Uh, nice sounds even for mm. me. And um, and a, and a great melody, you mm. know. So that song is just a beautiful song. I listen to that. I've been showing you a lot of synthwave stuff recently, yeah. you know. And I love the sound of the synth, or or like Freddie Mercury uh, in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know. Just the beauty of the entire song because yeah. it's such a complicated, crazy, original, gut wrenching 
song, really. Yes. You know, if you listen to the lyrics. So, um, for you as a musician, I'm assuming you grew up in in a house where where music was, oh. you know, quite prolific. Yes, and absolutely. You know, your parents were into it. Yeah, and, and I, I will always be grateful yeah. for the the music that I grew up on. And what do you what do you think captivates uh, music for you? Um, I would definitely. I would agree beauty for me when I was younger um just instrumentation was the thing for me right um I just I loved um you know so so if I look at some of the guys that I grew up with listening to we look at the Eagles um we look at uh Pink Floyd Eric Clapton all these kind of guys it was guitarists yeah you know epic solos um just fantastic um riffs all these awesome things um, which I just, I loved. Um, now, if you ask me now, my favorite things about, or, or the, the things that really capture me, if we talk about the beauty of music, harmonies right, and melody. Okay, harmonies I and mean, melody, for, yeah. I mean, harmony for me, um, it's, it's, it's it's like a backbone yes. um, of beautiful music. Um and I love I just love great harmonies, man. Yeah. So guys who are um I mean I I've I've shown you that guy before, Sam Robson on YouTube, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who just re- records himself multiple times and he's like twenty voices. Yeah, and just, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and, and and because I I think the reason I love it so much is because it's the human voice. Yeah. It's the human voice. It's not an instrument that's been made to sound this way or something. It's the yes. human voice, God-given. It's it's in its its truest form. The human voice has so much beauty to it. Yeah, it does. So when 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 it's only the human voice that can create such beauty, that is magical to me. Right. Because there's no yeah. there's nothing else added to this. There's no there's no smoke and mirrors in this yes, thing. It's just yes. the human voice yeah. in its simplest form. As it's made, yeah. Um but then also to me just Nice melody lines, just nice yeah. melody lines. Um, I think of a song, um, Cody Fry. Yep, I hear a symphony. Yes, uh, yeah. yes, the instrumentation is beautiful, and mm. I love the just the the arrangement of the song. I think the arrangement is the the arrangement lends it to its beauty, but just just the simplicity of uh, I used to hear a simple song that was until you came along. Yeah, it's just. It's just nice, man. It is nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's pretty. It's not complicated. And it's great to see that coming back into the world. I think, yeah. I think um, the internet's kind of made that possible yeah. for guys to be self-publishers. Yes, you absolutely. Know what I mean? yeah. and, and so now we actually get to reap the benefits of that yeah. because I often previously wonder, you're being guys, force-fed stuff from yeah. the, the studio. Yeah. Not the studio. Yeah. What are they called? The, the labels. Yes. Yeah. The you're labels. Getting fed yeah. whatever the labels think you, know, yeah. you should be listening to. And it was so interesting. I must say this. Yeah. You're saying about the, the labels and, and mm. making making it you know kind of being organic about it yeah um i was watching um cody fry 2015 idols audition okay? really yeah now cody fry now self-made musician okay yeah. he's touring huge name yeah doing his own stuff every possible genre every possible sound yeah amazing did an idols audition and jennifer lopez was like oh i'm kind of on the fence but i'll give you a yes and it was the most <laughs> mind-blowing audition I've heard in ages. Yeah. Because in 2015, he was still a touring musician. Yes. So he came. He did uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. The most amazing rendition I've ever heard. Hitting notes in the stratosphere that I've never heard a man hit before. Yeah. This thing was beautiful. And Jennifer Lopez is like, ah, on the I fence. think I'm on the fence about this. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what's wrong. Yeah, this is what's this wrong, is what's with, wrong the with, the, with the music industry. <laughs> that a man like this, who in his own right has made a huge name for himself, yeah. gets to the first stage on Idols. And it's like, yeah, I don't know about this one. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So I often look at the the means of Instagram, YouTube, whatever mm. it may be, to get your music out there that you don't need a label. And I just yeah. think how people have become so so accepting of every possible genre of music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, music that ten years ago would have been killed by pop culture. Yes, now yeah. has 
has yeah, a sound, has a actually, voice. Yeah, because uh, I, you know, you're using Cody Fry. Let's talk about him quickly. It, like his stuff, I would say it's almost kind of like uh, some some of his melodies would fit like into a musical with like guys like Rogers and Hammerstein. Yes. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yes. Or what's that other guy? The Carter. There was a songwriter Carter from the Romantic period, I think, or like late thirties, uh, or I, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm talking really yeah. out of ignorance, <laughs> but uh, you know, like just like pretty melodies and good music, well structured, yeah. you know, and and just really nice because we don't hear that so much anymore. Yeah. But um, I th I think I want to change tack here and go get into the quick fire questions because sure. I Let's go I, I have it. to be responsible because the guy who gave me this job, uh, well, he's sitting on that <laughs> mic, and um, <laughs> not that you've told me to do this, but yeah. uh, I just got a few uh, quick fire questions cool. here, which I think you've answered the musical lyrics. So then I think um, the next question I want to ask you is: uh, I know you're a multi instrumentalist, right? Sure. Okay. Um, do you think that you'd like to write a song on like the piano? Because you can, you can, you can oh, tickle wow. the ivories a bit. Um, wow. Um, yeah, I think I would probably love to write a song on the piano. Um, it certainly wouldn't be. Um, I mean, it would. It wouldn't be a, a magical song in terms of the piano work in the song. Sure, yeah. But it would have a totally different sound to it than any, so. of the sounds of, any of the songs I've written yeah. on guitar. So yes, absolutely, I'd love to, okay, love to write a great. song on piano. Sounds great. Because yeah. I heard you playing just some strings on the keyboard through Logic. Oh, yes. Uh, and yes, immediately I was just thinking, oh man, <laughs> the kind of stuff you can do with this is incredible. Um, right, um, let's go with, uh, is there a musician who's not live anymore? Okay. That you'd love to listen to live. Oh, my word. Who's the first person sticking out? Oh, my word. A musician who's not alive anymore that I'd love to listen to live. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, it's a tough one, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> this is a really, really tough one. Not not such a quick fire question then. Um, oh, my gosh. Do you know... Um, <laughs> Hold on, sorry. I actually need. I actually need to Google if he's. No, that's fine. This is, go go this ahead. Is, this is a very awful thing I have to do. I have to Google if he's still alive. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. Oh uh, uh, man, we don't want to call the guy dead if he's no, alive. No, no, no. We don't want to. We don't want. To. Okay, no. Yes, he is still alive. Still alive and kicking very well. That's fine. Let's yes. go with it. Let's go uh, with it. Okay, no. So it would have been Stevie Wonder. It would but, have been Stevie um, Wonder, but, right? No, okay. okay. If I had to go with. With someone, uh, probably, probably Frank Sinatra, because I imagine Frank Sinatra now, mm -hmm. right, with all sorts of um, instrumentation. If I think of like the Metropole right. Metropole Orchestra or got things like that, yeah, Frank Sinatra live, it would be beautiful. It would be like Michael Bublé but better. Yeah, no, I got yeah. you. Okay, do you have a favorite songwriter? Um, a favorite songwriter. Mm. Oh my gosh! Can I help you? I mean, I I was thinking Cody Fry is probably high on that list, isn't he? Cody Fry is high on that list. Mm. Um, I really like some of the stuff that he does. Um, but I would say, in terms of songwriters, um, Marcus Mumford is high up there on that list, right? Um, okay. Because I just think some of the stuff he writes is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you look at my. You know what? You're gonna check out your playlist. Yeah, there no, no, because in in all, oh, actually, no, man. No, Marcus Mumford, we've got him. Okay, yeah. Marcus Mumford in terms of lyrics, but music, right. you're never gonna get better than Jacob Collier. Right, Jacob okay. Collier. In my humble opinion, yeah, which yeah. is not gonna sound very humble right now, <laughs> uh, Jacob Collier, in my personal opinion, is the greatest musician of his generation. Right. Yeah. The the, okay. the single greatest musician. Okay. And I'll just put that out there. Great. Without know. even it's needing to justify it. It's an opinion. It is an opinion. It's the only opinion that. and it's right, but it is an opinion <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> well, um, Kieran, I think that it's been really great listening to uh, we've, we've spoken actually probably a lot more about your your love for music and songwriting mm. in general. We yeah. did speak about Forever Rain um, initially, but I'm hoping that for all of us that are involved in the in the musical world at any rate or in any kind mm. of station, that it's going to be a good time for us to really start bringing some of our 
selves into it, um, but also to have that perspective on worship that there's a responsibility we carry yes, as leaders, that our, that our music's leading uh, people, and also that it is um, worshiping God, you know, like just really being pure worship to yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah, and I think just the, the last thing I'd want to say is, you know, we, were, we spent a long time now talking about just the beauty mm-hmm. that, that comes with music, and I think... You know, I said that, yeah, there's this balance between poetry and theology when it comes to worship songs. But the one thing that I would stress is that I, I, I also think at the at the end of the day, a worship song, it's written for God. Yeah. It's written for God. Yes, you might write it for the purpose of being used in church. And so mm. there's all those other decisions you have to make around that. But at the end of the day, it is a song, it is a love song to the Father. Yeah. That is what a worship song is at the core of its being. That's it. And if it is a love song to the Father, make it beautiful. Yeah. Make it beautiful. Mm. Whether it's beautiful in terms of the words, mm. uh, because also I, I discount the, the you know, I, I deny the, the claim that songs that are only rich in theology are not beautiful songs. Because, you know, we use the, the song Christ Alone. Yeah. Christ Alone is a beautiful song. It is. It is. Um, so I think whether it's beauty in terms of lyrics, beauty in terms of harmony or melody or mm-hmm. instrumentation or arrangement of the song, whatever it is, but make it beautiful. Yeah. Make it beautiful because you can. If he's given you a gifting yeah. for, for music in any sense, yeah. you can make a song beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You know? And I think that's part of the responsibility. That for me, if I'm writing a song now, before I even think about the people that are going to listen to this, my first thought is, Lord, this is a song for you. How can I make it beautiful? Yeah. I want to make it a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. Q, thanks. Uh, I guess that's us for today. Thank and, you, Dave. And this has been a blast for me. Um, and it's been great yeah. to chat. Um, so thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, and thank you for yeah. doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's no. fun to be on this side of things for once. I'm sure. You know? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah answering the questions you know <laughs> and i now realize why people stress with the quick fire things i didn't understand why but as soon as i'm asked the quick fire things I'm yeah like, oh my word during the headlines i can't remember any, can't remember anything you know yeah. i mean i just i'm just thinking now with the musician i just totally forgot that freddie mercury freddie mercury even existed you know yeah i know no it's <laughs> so, crazy it is difficult but oh, um, gosh okay. but you've, you've done well Thank this you. was fun this was great it was a good time yeah and um, for, for those of you who've been listening in, thanks so much for listening in. And don't stop listening in. Uh, yes. Tell us, where, where are we? What are our platforms that we're on again? Um, we are on many that I'm trying to think of. Podbean. Um, Podbean. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Apple. SoundCloud. That sort of thing. All of them. <laughs> those are all the important Own ones. Google Podcasts. Google yes. Podcasts as well. <laughs> Fantastic. So Thank get you. subscribed, guys. Listen to the rest. It's really interesting stuff we're doing. And um, yeah, it's been great to have you. Thanks. <laughs>